Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by, I mean, who else but Truckosaurus. It's just <laughs> Truckosaurus all day, every day. We reached out to other sponsors, but, you know, they weren't as... I mean, we reached out to Ms. Monster. She she did not quite get back to us. Ah, uh, bummer. Uh, bummer. Thank you, Julia Soros. <laughs> then thank, thank you, Allie Soros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are, of course, talking about the episode Bart the Daredevil. This is the eighth episode of the second season. It originally aired on December 6th, 1990. It was directed by Wes Archer. Showrunners at the time were... James L. Brooks, Matt Greening, and Sam Simon. It was written by Wally Wildarski and our guest, Jake Hogan. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for having me. Oh, oh my thanks God. Thanks for being here. We're very excited that you're going to be on the show. You, uh, you, I can tell. We're all on Twitter. <laughs> uh, this is very exciting. We obviously love to get anyone involved um, with The Simpsons. We have had, you know, Josh and Bill and different people. Uh, but this is the first time we've had someone who's been there since the very, 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 very beginning, which mm-hmm. is huge. was there huge. the very first Inklings, it's true. And uh, I've talked about it on the podcast before, um, but I really love and recommend that people watch the Jibber Jab that you were on uh, with Conan, uh, which is super informative and funny and honest, which was my favorite part. And I've mentioned before that you were my favorite part on that because you were just so um, uh, real about kind of how it actually is and was. And, and uh, you know, I have said in the past that every Simpsons writers from the Golden Era should have statues of yeah. them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Television Academy <laughs> right next to Lucio Ball. All of the kids in school should know it like yeah. it's a president's name. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> to, to learn that it was so far from that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it is it, it, it really informative. The experience, my experience on The Simpsons made me realize a lot of things, but one of them is that we all tend to look to one person, uh, George Lucas in Star Wars, or right, uh, right. Gene Roddenberry, at, and, and, and realize that that's not how things work. Things do not work with one person. Things mm-hmm. work with a team. These TV shows and movies are all collaborative, and it's a kid's fantasy that there's a one magic person who makes everything magically great. Right. Uh, and except for this podcast. Except for this podcast. It's all Julia all the time. There is <laughs> I do not all the one person. It's many, many really <laughs> talented people hopefully working uh, in concert with each other to make things good. And so if you are uh, you have aspirations of being, you know, that magic person you won't be. <laughs> right, and, right, right. And if you have, if you're a fan, super fan, looking to sort of figure out what the creative essence of something is, it's usually not one guy or gal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thank and, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm glad you said something, Allie, because I was about to walk. <laughs> but I mean, that, that, that's a big thing. It's like a grown up, that was a grown up moment where you go like, oh, okay, things don't, aren't, the way they're portrayed because it's so, so much easier to portray things as one person is right, right. this thing. Well, because we Walt like Disney to, had a dream. Yeah. Exactly. Because well, yeah. we like to have heroes and mm-hmm. it's easier to name one hero than like the entire staff of the Simpsons. Right. And it's just it's just a narrative. It's like this weird cinematic narrative that we all kind of buy into of like, you know, going back to like the Walt Disney thing of like he took a train, he drew a mouse and the rest <laughs> is history. And it's like, <laughs> no, he was a good businessman and he knew who to hire. Right. He hired a lot of really good people. And he, not, no question that he had taste and, mm-hmm. and you know, sort of picked projects and right. helped hire interesting people and steered things and all. Like, he's not not involved, right. not, not talented. He's, you know, he's there and he's talented. It's just there's a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really eye-opening experience once I found myself, um, you know, like, graduated college and kind of, uh, like, PAing on different like you know production sets and and having that idea of like the auteur be shattered by just realizing like and not to disgrace like the 
P.T. Andersons and, you know, the whatever who, like, definitely has their own stamp and, like, vision on their work. But it is such a collaboration and that it's impossible to be like, how can this one person even instruct this team of people? And if you're a good person, if you're a good leader like a George Lucas or whatever, then you know who to hire and you can see that talent. And obviously that's what The Simpsons seems to be. The people that know who to reach out and who to, like, carry the torch to. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of The Simpsons, which I am, <laughs> I like The Simpsons. I've, all, I've I like the episodes ever since I left that are, that, yeah. to me, those are the that's best amazing. episodes. That's, oh, that's um, great. I think uh, that's really great. It's true. They're, mm-hmm. they're because of the ones I worked on, I can only see the flaws and the things that could have been better. Right. And stuff I wish had happened but the ones after I left I wasn't involved in and they're really funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> every and every week when did you leave I left five years in <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. 1992 or three is it some crazy mm-hmm. time when I thought ah, I was tired how much how much longer could yeah, this how go much on? longer could right. it go? yeah and you weren't wrong for like what a normal television show is I mean by like I was all tired. the metrics Even if you I had. had known it was going 30 I would not have stayed I wanted to do other things right, right. outside of animation and do live action and single camera stuff and meet different people and you know it's funny you go back to the Simpsons and a couple of them are still there. And it's yeah. kind of like going back to high school Aww. and seeing people who never left <laughs> sitting in the same chair. And you feel just as sad for them as you do as the guy well, you and, knew and, and who's working at Teaching like, Fridays. Oh, that would be nice to be there. <laughs> and then at the same time think, oh, I'm thrilled I'm gone. And, right, right, right. You know, right. This yeah. Is, you know. It doesn't hurt that you worked on a bunch of Emmy-winning shows and created shows. And One of them was The Simpsons. But yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it, I, I, I've enjoyed a... Uh, a varied career, and that's been great. But The Simpsons was one of the highlights of my career, for sure. Yeah. Well, the thing about The Simpsons that I find, um, you know, that we've talked to other people that have worked on it and then moved on to other things, and, you know, and then also talked to other people who have their own shows and, like, how they, you know, took a lot of inspiration from The Simpsons is that it seems like it, it's not... Uh, it doesn't have to be an animation link. It can be anything. Like, The Simpsons is so jam-packed with so many different elements of comedy that it... I mean, we talk about this all the time. It kind of bursts out of the medium of animation. It's not limited by that, and that's part of the reason why I think it's endured. Because it never treated it, at least from my perspective, you guys never treated the show like, let's water it down for this medium. It was like, let's just make a really great show and damn it yeah, all. Yeah, we used, we used animation not to... Uh, water it down, but to uh, be able to write stuff we couldn't do otherwise. Like a truckosaurus, which would be pretty expensive, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> and, a, and a fun dream sequence where everybody's colored a little differently. Right, or falling down cliffs and stuff. Like That's the stuff true that as we well. couldn't do, we could only do that. You know, I, my previous experience of The Simpsons was writing a sketch comedy mm-hmm. on the Tracy Ullman show, and, you know, we were limited to like a set. Yeah, <laughs> one set and you know a couple people and one in the person. Set. It was just her and the cast. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, her and and, and if uh, she had her druthers. <laughs> if she had her druthers, it was just her. But um, <laughs> there's uh, there were other people too, and yeah. you know it wasn't a big cast, and and it was great fun. But you know it's writing little plays that mm-hmm. go stay on stage, and then you think, wouldn't it be great to write uh, yeah. a movie? Wouldn't <laughs> it be great to write you know uh, uh, you know ex- exterior. Floating, floating sky station, mm-hmm. uh, and just be there for a quarter of a page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because yeah. we, you don't have to build it, and then it costs a million dollars. Then you just have to use it the whole show. Mm-hmm. You can build, you can draw it very quickly, and even though it's true in animation, it still costs money to create a set and characters and all that kind of stuff. But it's way less than <laughs> actually building something. Yeah, I feel like that creative energy of like being limited by a sketch show and being limited by sets and money. I've I feel like I've heard a lot of stories of people being like, I just, I was in this limitation uh, area and all I wanted to do was write a feature and so I went off and wrote a feature and all I wanted to do after that was do this. It's like, I feel like that energy can lead to so many great like creative challenges and, and products. And some of the worst things you've ever read. And some of the worst <laughs> things. But so, but they get written. They do get written, and that's good, too. Uh, no, but then some of the greatest things. It's true. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's kind of a fuck you energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like it's just, it's nice to do something different a lot. Mm-hmm. I like changing pace and doing different things and working for different audiences and, you know, uh, doing different stuff. So, yes, it's fun to have different parameters and different limitations. And, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, you get uh, bored. <laughs> but tell you what doesn't get me bored. You took the words out of my mouth. This transition <laughs> to talk about Bart the Daredevil. <laughs> you 
usually Allie is like flawless with the transitions. <laughs> no, that was I, I learned saw the I window saw that one coming. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned from you today. You weren't yeah. surprised by that, no. and my look that I shot you no, guys. No, slow. You slowed down. You kind of asked for permission with your no, eyes. No. I, I really did. I, as a woman, I need permission before uh, speaking. If you would always talk like this, <laughs> then I wouldn't have known. Jay, are you now my enemy? What is going on? Your enemy. I'm your fan. I'm oh good. Observing. Oh good. Let's all be friends. Um, Bart the Daredevil is such a classic episode, and I think not just because it's you know there in the beginning, season two. Which I feel like a lot of people, you know, don't realize has as many gems as it does. You know, there, there's the argument of, like, when does The Simpsons pick up? I say season two, baby. I, yeah, I've always been very loudly into it from, like, I love early, early, heartfelt, sweet, mm-hmm. just a family. And season two is my favorite, like, w- my favorite in terms of, like, you know, starting off so strong and, like, yeah. all the, I, I love it. I love season two. Anyone that says otherwise is wrong. Um, <laughs> opinion is yeah. not a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this episode is great. We talk about it a lot on the show um, just because, you know, as the show progresses, it obviously takes on many different forms and uh, we like to go back to at least it might be lore but the a conversation with um, Jim Brooks about how you know if we are going to have uh, this happen we need to show the blood and we need to show that it's right. real is that something that is that a conversation that actually happened where in order to ground this episode uh, with Jim Brooks yeah Jim Brooks didn't have that conversation I don't believe it's so interesting according to who a game of telephone <laughs> yeah a game of telephone <laughs> right, well Here's what here yes we wanted we we all wanted him to fall down a cliff yes and we wanted to well not all of us Matt Groening didn't but everybody else wanted him to fall down a cliff and um, uh, and Matt didn't for the very wise reason that he didn't want it to be a cartoon he didn't want it he didn't want it to be dumb cartoon moment. Yeah. He thought it was going to be a dumb cartoon moment. Right, and yeah. And Sam Simon said, it's not going to be a dumb cartoon moment. It's going to be, look like somebody's going to get hurt. Like it's a cartoon character who actually gets hurt going down a cliff. Now, he doesn't die, which was what <laughs> would happen if you hit your head against a rock 45 times. Mm-hmm. But he gets bloody and he gets damaged. And and, yeah. uh, and it ends stuff. in a hospital, so you know that there's consequence. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, I mean, was that... Writing that in an outline, while well, I wrote that in an outline, that uh, that he falls down a cliff, he smashes in his bottom, an ambulance, <laughs> they helicopter him up, his head gets smashed again, they put him in an ambulance, it hits a tree, he rolls out and falls down again. I laugh we every laughed time it hits. Writing the, that in outline. Yeah. Just really laughed really hard, just that in the outline, and we knew that was going to be super funny, but, uh, you know, there was a stigma uh, to cartoons. Matt particularly didn't want it to be like a cartoon, cartoony thing, and we neither did we. Um, and there was a, there was a kerfuffle about it. Like use that word yeah, again, kerfuffle. kerfuffle. Yeah, and like you know, a, a, a trouble. And I'm not sure where Jim stood on it. I don't think Jim was that involved in it. That's but so Jim, interesting how that kind of stuff does happen, though. I recently met someone at a party who I'd been telling a story about that I'd been told, and I was just like since I have you here, can I ask you if this is true? And he's like, not even close. And that <laughs> tends to be the case. Well, it's close. And Jim may have, may have had uh, weighed in, but I, as I recall it was more of a Sam-Matt kind of uh, uh, difference of opinion. Mm, right, mm. which makes sense because, you know, cliffs, like you think of like Roadrunner and, right. you know, anvils dropping on heads and whatnot. But And also, to be fair to Matt, when it was made and shown, and th- yeah, I think he really loved it. Yeah. I think it became one of his favorite moments. So it it passed, it it went you know it passed it, the Matt passed test. the Matt test and and wasn't a dumb cartoon moment. It was a funny mm-hmm. cartoon moment, and that that's you know that's my uh, tip of the hat. He he spent a lot of time, and maybe still does, protecting the show from being a stupid cartoon. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, important. Yeah, and that's such a great example of like standing by you know like what you like. How do I phrase this? Like, basically saying, like, I'm going to convince you that this is going to be good. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you'll see. Well, the only way we could really convince him is by making it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we we had to sort of sneak it around and and have to redraw it. Did that happen a lot on the show? Or did you find, like, you had to kind of sneak around in that way? This is the only example I know of that moment where I think Matt wanted to cut it and Sam said, no, we're trying it. That's great. Then, oh, that's fun. And then 
we'll show it. And then he then because we could always cut it out after we draw it. But it's, but it's super expensive mm-hmm. to draw. I don't know how many minutes. Of, yeah. Four minutes of animation is costs a lot of money, so it's a big experiment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it worked in everyone's favor. Yeah. So well, yeah. it made made them. It's one of the reasons why it's my favorite Simpsons episode ever. Is That's that great. beat that moment of Homer taking the skateboard, doing the emotionally right thing. He takes the skateboard mm-hmm. and he jumps on it uh, by mistake, but to stop his son from hurting himself, and he winds up. Uh, flying and for a moment thinks he's going to make it across <laughs> yeah. a canyon and he says I'm king of the world which is before Titanic <laughs> yeah that's about, that's about I always he stole it to. from you guys I believe James Cameron there was some on rumor that he did take it from really? us really yeah that's kind of great riffing. that's a rumor that's yeah. a rumor but I, I, I'm not confirmed but yes I'm king of the world uh, <laughs> we made it up so I don't know where it's from it's yeah. not from anything yeah yeah so wow I don't know. And, uh, What's the bigger thing you can be king of? Nothing. Right. <laughs> that's that's what that math like is. A, we just said, what a stupid thing to say. Like, <laughs> I'm king of the world. Like, he's flying through the air. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. I bet he did steal it from you guys. Maybe. And he's just flying through the air and, and thinking he can make it across the canyon. So, naturally, he assumes he's king of the world. Right, like, right. He has all power for all things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so... so uh, it, then, then when it goes wrong, it goes really funny. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful and so iconic. I mean, it's so it, well directed. It's yeah. really amazing. Um, when Kat- that ambulance crashes into that tree <laughs> and it releases, <laughs> I, it gets me every time because yeah. it's so fucking funny. Because it's just like the rhythm of it, like the musicality of all the beats, and then like, and then almost, and then no. I love it. The timing is I really great. <laughs> I think the siren goes on. It's a. Because <laughs> yeah. then I'm like, yeah. oh no, that ambulance driver! <laughs> like, that guy—it's sort of like um, uh, you've seen the movie Wet Hot American Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a similar beat where um, they're like going to go save like a group of kids that are like left on a raft in in the river, and they're like getting into this truck, and they're like, yeah, let's go. All right, see ya, room. And then it goes off screen, and they immediately crash into a tree. <laughs> like, oh no, no, we gotta go on foot. I mean, it's that kind of like cartoony, you know, pacing. I, I love it. I love it so much. I think it's so fun. Totally. Um, so what was the origin of this story for you guys? How did you guys come up with such a we kind a of father, cinematic episode? A father's... Well, all our movies, all the episodes of The Simpsons were c- cinematic for the reasons I told you. We were, you know, uh, moored to a sketch show. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like, well... <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, we can do this with a cartoon. We can do anything we want. So, uh, at the time, we sort of started with one story, which was Truckosaurus. Mm-hmm. And then it, it sort of blossomed into a father-son battle. Yeah. This Saturday, for one night only, your life will be changed forever. Saturday. Saturday. Saturday at the Springfield Speedway. 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 Don Crusher Wooder. John the Skunk Tremaine. And the team Tomamatsu Dirt Riding Duck Masters in the year's biggest Monster Truck Rally. One night only. Plus the amazing. The astounding. The unbelievable. Truckosaurus. 20 tons and four stories of car-crunching, fire-breathing, prehistoric insanity. Whoa. One night only. One night only. One night only at the Springfield Speedway this Saturday. If you miss this, you'd better be dead or in jail. And if you're in jail, break out. Be there, be there, be there. I have an announcement to make. As a family growth thing, Bart and I think we should all go to the Monster Truck Rally this Saturday. Aren't you forgetting something? Uh, Monster Truck Rally, growth thing. No, I don't think so. Lisa's recital is Saturday night. I'll be playing my first solo. If you miss it on Saturday, I'd advise you to start looking for a child therapist on Sunday. But Truckosaurus is one night only! Oh, cruel fate, why do you mock me? (laughs) (laughs) Now, come on, you two. What time does your little truck game start? Eight o'clock, but what does it matter? Well, Lisa's recital starts at five o'clock. We can go to both. (gasps) Mark, you're a genius! 
And there's so many great father-son moments. I mean, I love it when, um, in the beginning of the episode, they're bonding over the Trekosaurus uh. and, you know, really, like, working together, like, we got to make this night work. And, you know, having that kind of, like, common, you know, interest is really At the is time, really nice. yeah. I don't think it happens much anymore, but there were big ads for monster trucks. I remember yeah. that. Like, so come on down, the monster and, trucks. And, you know, in this one, it's Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Right. But I remember Sunday, 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 Sunday so oh, yeah. well. Forever. It's yeah. in my head forever. I haven't been to, well, I don't think it was technically a monster truck rally, but fairly <laughs> recently, like a year or so ago, my friend Brandy um, had like a birthday party at some like, it, it was in um, that uh, Hollywood Speedway, whatever. They have a lot of stuff, but it was just like a bunch of like ratty cars doing like a, you know, a, a relay race. And it was the most riveting thing I've ever seen because they drove in like a figure eight and got so close to hitting <laughs> each other. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And like everybody in the whole crowd, like it doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, what <laughs> age, what demographic. We were all like, Wah! and then they had um, a rocket truck. Oh, and just cool. came, it just rolled around. It was a rocket truck. They, they had uh, they had the, <laughs> the train cars, the cars attached to each other. The, the lead car, oh, and then two cars no, behind no, them. no, no. But those were, those I want to see that. Saga Speedway, which no longer exists anymore. They used to show. They used to have these uh, uh, car races, mm-hmm. stock car races, or whatever they're called. Yeah. And uh, figure eights, of course, hoping that people would crash into each other. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, they did. Yeah. Uh, the stock car races, which uh, they so the, the chain races, where you'd have a car that drives up front, and then a car in the middle, chained in the middle, and a car in the back that's just a guy steering it. So there's a guy cool. steering the front car and a guy steering the back car and trying not to die. Yeah. And <laughs> that I just, was great. I just remembered what that event was called. It was Night of Destruction. That was, <laughs> it was so fun. I think we all got Groupons for $5. It was amazing. That sounds like a good time. It was a really good time. Uh, so to kind of start just kind of at the beginning of this episode, something I want to say that I really like about it is, um, you know, obviously we have all these crazy things that can only happen in cartoons, but... Uh, it's very real. It's very slice of life. Watching kids, watching TV, having Lisa read while she's doing it, having the boys kind of not being aware how wrestling works, that like it's all choreographed. And just kind of getting to kind of go from, you know, Bart in his world, Homer in his world, how connected they are. I just think it's so, it's so, it, it is something that you could see happening live action. It's just mm-hmm. done so well. There's nothing cartoonish about it in terms of like, you know the quality and content and it's just so well done especially in like so so early of an episode it really kind of blows me away we were we were trying to mine stuff and this is why we had to leave the show because we get tired of it mine <laughs> our lives yeah and mine mine our childhoods and mine what would for bart especially bart it's easy to write homer because mm-hmm. homer is an idiot yeah and that's really fun and easy it's a puppy uh um you know it's the oh, the more the stupider he got, the easier it was to write him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he wasn't always stupid. He started off a little bit more with more brains and then got dumb yeah. dumber. Yeah, I feel like it fluctuates because it's been on for so long <laughs> that there's like a wave, this undulation well, the first, of the Homer cartoons stupidity. on the Tracy Owen show. He was like Walter Matthau was angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Get out of here, boy! I hate you. You know, this kind <laughs> oh, of. Oh, Sean. And then, and then, then he started. He literally, the voice went from this angry thing to this stupid guy. Yeah. And then he became stupid. So that. We, all the writers, related completely 100% to dumb Homer Simpson, (laughs) 35-year-old, overweight. We were much younger and thought 35 was super old. Yeah. And just thought, (laughs) oh, what a loser that guy was. Um, And... And but but we loved him because he was an id, mm-hmm. and he, he represented all our you know our wants and desires and and stupidity, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, you know that that was easy. Bart was hard because we sort of promised people that Bart would be cool, yeah. and Bart would be fun, yeah. and Bart would be you know smart alecky and all this kind of stuff. And it's like that's really hard because. We don't necessarily relate to that. Mm -hmm. And cool is a weird... None of the nerd writers (laughs) on our show know what cool is. Yeah, well, because the essence of cool is detached. Yeah. So it's like you're just pitching to a wall. Right. I guess Sam Simon was the coolest of us. He knew what cool (laughs) was. He was a football star and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, But... uh, uh, so that was hard to come up with Bart story. So we would just mine our childhood and say, well, what would we love when we were a kid? And it was, you know, evil Knievel. And, mm-hmm, and, best. and so we thought, okay, well, maybe we can do something with, with evil Knievel and, 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 uh, and, and, a, you know, 
belief and fa- a father believing in his son or not believing in his son or worried and yeah and, and uh, that's where it sort of the, the origins of it were I love that. So real quick, we're going to take a little break and hone our skateboard skills. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. And we're back. And we're back. And we're uh, back. I did some some ollies. What did you guys do? Uh, I just, you know, I like posed around. I didn't really get Ooh, cool. But that's half of it. Yeah, not caring. Not caring, yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. What what did you do during your break? dance. Formal (laughs) dance. uh, The fanciest of the three. Always. I love the name Lance Murdoch as your Evil Knievel analog. It's, it's like it really rolls off the tongue. Cool. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to remember. Like, Major Matt Mason was a toy that I remember having, and I try to remember. I, at one point, we called it Major Matt. Ma- we called him Matt Mason, uh-huh. and then uh, we couldn't. And I knew a guy named Lance. Um, I think Murdoch also was a was a name of a cart- uh, comic book character mm-hmm. in Shield. Uh, and then, so we so stole Murdoch, and then Lance was just some nerdy guy from my high school. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And I love, like, his design. and It's very yeah. evil Knievel, which is the yeah. best. Yeah. Well, that, those designs are brilliant and great. And Trachosaurus, too, by the way. Yeah. It's a great design. I mean, mm-hmm. that's so cool. I and mean, that, that was just described as, you know, a truck that's a, a robot truck. Yeah. <laughs> and they just made this beautiful, amazing thing. Uh, and Matt Groening and Sam Simon were very involved in sort of the character design and sort of re- redesigned stuff all the mm-hmm. time and looked at all the designs and, yeah. and, uh, and made that stuff. And Lance Murdoch was, again, we were, as writers, we were not consulted with, <laughs> do you like this Lance Murdoch or this Lance Murdoch? Right, we just right. sort of saw him and go, oh, that's really good. Oh, wow, yeah. that's interesting. I wouldn't have known that you guys wouldn't also be able to say, like, well, in my head, it was more this well, guy. Well, we, we, we were very... Sp- we wrote it out like he's that like he's like Evil Knievel. We right. write it in the script. He looks like Evil Knievel. But, yeah, right. Uh, so then they took that and they made him look like Evil Knievel, and we had nailed it. <laughs> trust that we did see the storyboards afterwards, and if there's something uh, yes. that looked terrible in the storyboards, we could say something then. But the character design period was a separate own sort of private period that we weren't involved in. The only character I remember ever they came to me once and said, "We don't understand what uh, uh, Kang and Kodos look like." Um, they said it's a it's a octopus in a space helmet with <laughs> yeah and the slimy trail and they said well what do you mean and yeah so I drew it I drew the space helmet cool. and the thing and gave him a piece of paper and go oh that oh Great. I hope you have that drawing I don't no no uh, it's all right they look like the they look like the guys on, on the show oh, but just for history I know sake. I know but you don't know when you're living there should it be a statue my, my <laughs> promise you my drawing looked not nearly as good as those yeah things. and they go through a sort of a uh, a, a Matt Groening style stylized process right 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 uh, so that everything that uh, even though Matt doesn't necessarily make the, the character it has to sort of look like one of his characters sure which yeah. is interesting that you bring it up because I noticed uh, one of the character designs toward the end of this episode you, you know that whole like there's one shot where it kind of pans over like a group of kids that are all like cheering Bart on and there's that one kid everyone looks like Simpsons eyes and then there's that one kid who has a giant fucking head <laughs> that's not like proportional to the rest of his body do you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking I don't, about? Actually, no. Oh man we'll have I to do. find a screenshot and then we'll tweet it later but it's like this one outlier yeah. in like this you know scene of like normal looking Springfieldians <laughs> he's like one guy that like escaped from another show it's that's really awesome. funny that must be the director's uh, wisdom yeah the, like, maybe why pan across a crowd without a joke <laughs> in the crowd hey you know that's, yeah, that's, that was like the motto which was like if you could do anything any shot should have an extra joke in it put a joke in it mm-hmm. so we would try yeah I will also say that for such an early cartoon uh, very diverse background characters as well I was mm-hmm. very impressed I was like yeah. wow the, it's like like 50-50, like non-white people in this. Hell yeah. Way to go. And they even have some feminist jokes in this, which I thought was great. Right. I know. I, your favorite. I, I just laughed really hard. I just love, uh, so when they're at um, the Truckasaurus show, Marge is just delighted and it's just kind of like, uh, wow, a woman mud, uh, mud bully Monster, driver. yeah. <laughs> and Mar- um, Lisa's response is what killed me of just her saying, just like, another barrier broken. <laughs> right on, sister. <laughs> 
And Maggie falls over too, which is again yeah. having an extra joke in there. That was already right. Marge's was funny enough for me. Lisa's made it even funnier, and then Maggie was just the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are, those are excellent jokes. I don't think they're ours. <laughs> really? I think, no, I think they're somebody else's. They're, they're either uh, like storyboard artists. No, no, they're no. the writers. But it's like it's not Wally. It's not in our first draft. That's I so funny. Mm-hmm. But they're very. It's, I loved. Yeah, we would turn it in, and, and then the writers' room would get a hold of it, and a lot of stuff would happen. Uh, I don't think so exciting. Maybe, maybe maybe it was ours, but I, I doubt it. I, I usually <laughs> remember like, oh, that's really funny. Ah, uh, that's funny. It right, gets me in the right spot. Like, oh, that was ours. I uh, just really quickly to go back to character design too. I did, I did love the the different uh, wrestler names and then ha- what they looked like. Right. And especially since Glow came out this year, wrestling is kind of on everybody's mind lately. Mm-hmm. And the Russian, you know, is it's all right, right. It's all hitting a spot. Is it that good? I like. Glow is it? Good? I oh, love it's Glow. fantastic. Oh, good. It's That's cool good. and it's funny. I'll watch mm-hmm. it. I'll, I'll start to watch. I only like cool, funny things. <laughs> That's how That's I feel. <laughs> oh, I like shitty things too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so uh, another thing I liked, uh, and I'm not going to dissect every single solitary joke, but Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I do love the um, just the ads for Truckosaurus of like, yeah. uh, if you're not here, uh, you better be dead, and if you're not dead, you're in jail, and if you're in jail, break out. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I just love the way that monster truck commercials are structured. They're like, so masculine. They're so, <laughs> so masculine. Funny, but they're also like just so like boom, 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 like eh, like they amp it up in a very comedic way. Like they're heightening. Yeah, they the scream. Literally, they scream at you. Yeah. Come to see this now. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that those are... I used to have, um, not to plug myself, but I used to have, like, in my early, early stand-up when I was in college, I did a bit about how, you know, in order to, like, increase literacy, we should advertise libraries like we do monster truck rallies. And the whole bit was just me going, (laughs) Sunday, 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 we are closed on Sunday. (laughs) Maybe I'll bring it back. You should. (laughs) But I just love, yeah, I love those, that voice is really infectious. Um, I, I, so, you know, we have a lot of um, father-son stuff in this episode, but there's also uh, the the whole Lisa storyline of mm-hmm. that, you know, she has her recital and I just love Homer throughout all of it, you know, pointing to his watch during it. Eventually, uh, well, I, it's also just a very classic joke when, when Flanders is crying because of Rod and or Todd playing, my son, my beautiful son is like, come on, he's not that bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Such a classic joke and uh, I, I love uh, him physically lifting Lisa up and letting her bow still is just such a good little moment. Um, it's, 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 we, we loved those moments uh, ourselves. We, we loved the family moments and, and, you know, struggled always, especially at the beginning, to make sure that there was an emotional core. Mm-hmm. If you talk about Jim Brooks, that was one of his major things was absolutely making sure. And he went through every one of those early episodes. He's probably still doing it now. Just to make sure there was an emotional core. Right. Um, he must have been uh, passed out for the David Merkin years. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Zing! <laughs> but, but uh, which were very funny. I'm a fan of But mm-hmm. they were not as emotionally core-based. Yeah. They were weirder. Um, yeah. But anyway, you know, and, and that gave it a, a solid ground to for us to walk on. And it was really smart. And, yeah. Because we're, you know, asshole... Guys who just want to tell jokes and right. say, no, make it about something. And yeah. it makes those jokes funnier. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't feel guilty laughing at them, which is another nice thing. Because I, so, like, Homer's kind of being a jerk, but then he, when he's in traffic, he's singing, you know, na 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 honk honk. And Lisa, I love, it's just like, I reached him. <laughs> <laughs> I know, those little nuggets. <laughs> she takes what she could get from Homer, right. which is very sweet. So put upon. So sad. <laughs> Lisa's life is so sad. To be this, this smart, <laughs> loving, wonderful one and never really appreciated. Yeah, yeah it's almost like child. a would-you-rather scenario. It's like, you could be the smartest person in the world, but you are surrounded by idiots. Or, you know, and it's like, oh, poor girl. Yeah. She's yeah. the only one that sees like <laughs> the truth in anything. <laughs> um, I I also re- just to go to another moment that I really love, s- kind of sequentially. I uh, I do love the evil Knievel stuff, and he's just like, if I don't make it before I die, like <laughs> don't forget that like seatbelts uh, save oh, lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some weird obligatory safety message. I, yeah, I love that. That's yeah, that's how it always is. <laughs> it is. I mean, and evil can when I was when even when we did this, evil Knievel was half dead. Yeah, <laughs> um, like he I had literally broken so many. Bo- I don't know that he he probably he broke was, every bone in his body. Apparently, right? He was in a wheelchair, you know, and and uh, and that evil Knievel Junior was doing stuff at that point. Uh, and yeah. so yeah, so it was really a big messed up thing. And we loved, you know, 
Seeing watching Evil Knievel make it wasn't as nearly as fun as watching Evil Knievel crash. I know. <laughs> and then he hurt himself. I That's know, really funny. But then you think about the person behind that. I just my I get cringy sometimes. He's the oh, one he's doing really, it. I know. He wants to. Apparently a terrible, terrible person. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. He's like so, racist and misogynistic. Oh well, then I wants, change everything. You want him to die. You yeah, want okay. somebody to fall down a cliff. Like, it's like if yeah. Trump was suddenly like a sports guy oh, that was doing this. You'd be like, now I understand. Now, I kind of like him yeah. now, but also I hope he dies. I hope he dies. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I love that, and I I laughed so much at all the uh, the physical gags mm-hmm. in in his, uh, you know, in him jumping. Yeah, the almost. fact that he you know falls in. Yes, uh, <laughs> and, and then I loved uh, that's we worked on that we with the electric that. eels. Yes, right. And then a lion gets up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was again another wonderful thing uh. about it. Like why. <laughs> Was he just in the water right, the whole right. time? It's so the fun. Water, the, the lion he can only is up to his eyes, and uh, his only yeah. eyes are exposed in the water, and he's in a shark tank. So it's such a surprise. Eels. Yes, and it's it's a similar beat to what we see later with the gorge and like falling and falling and falling, almost falling. You know, like he, you know, like makes the jump, and then like all these other terrors popping up. And it's such an afterthought so too that we. The lion thing we thought of was <laughs> really like, but the afterthought was he thumbs up and then he breaks his thumb, right? Oh, right, right, Which, yeah. Like, that's just like a little afterthought, but I think it's one of my favorite jokes at the end of the day. And yeah. The, the way it was animated. It, yeah, just a, yeah. yeah, it's so funny. Um, <clears throat> did you have something? Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I really loved Bart daydreaming later when he's like infected by the spirit of being a daredevil. Um, the tagline that he gets is, when he's not in class, he's risking his ass. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I um I love that. I again like there's so much realness in this episode that makes me laugh just as hard as like the kind of zanier things. I love so Bart at this point wants to replicate what he just saw. And uh he doesn't make it and one of the kids yells like, "Oh no, he's like really badly hurt." And the <laughs> Millhouse let's run like yeah. let's get out of here I just love them leaving his friend I, right. I just think that's so so that's, realistic for, for little kids do. we also growing up where I grew up I grew up in the valley here and uh, me too I used to uh, but I'm older than you um, <laughs> we the, could still be in the same neighborhood no, no, <laughs> but uh, uh, there were a lot of construction a lot of houses and we used to play in construction sites mm-hmm. uh-huh. all the time and jump off of roofs from one roof to another and you know take people's lumber and just sort of yeah. make ramps and stuff out of them and try to stupidly you know ride our bikes up the ramp and then try to leap down and just hurt ourselves yeah very stupid time and we no have no idea happen, what you know. the world is yeah. you don't know what danger is no know? but i mean i mean my son is who's now 16 completely you know in a bubble protected mm-hmm. bubble he was no there was never a moment when he wasn't attached and viewed and watched to right, make sure right. he well, couldn't yeah. escape uh, and jump off a roof. Poor kid. My, uh, <laughs> it's it's all kids now. It's just the time. Like yeah. Um, but my, I feel like you and I might have been one of the last generations to grow up without quite as much. It was still there, but maybe not quite. I was a latchkey quite. kid. Yeah, yeah, me too. Neglected. All right. Cheers. Yeah. That's also, awesome. yeah. <laughs> I've said this on the podcast before, but my nickname is Sunny Jim, and I'm a woman named Allie. So my dad treated me a lot like you know, kind of a not even a tomboy, but just raised me as if kind of I was in the musical. All of sun, yeah, kind of, <laughs> um, and you know we would play catch all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember he would just like really encourage me to climb trees and skateboard and do stuff and fall down and you know get hurt and like play in leaves and it's like yeah. something that you know it makes those jokes funnier um, watching them now because just like oh yeah that's yeah. kind of the best part about being a kid somewhere in the world that's still happening I think in Michigan that's still happening yeah, yeah. it's just not happening <laughs> well here. I was going to mention this is slightly off topic but um, have you guys seen the, the Florida Project the movie that just came out yeah. it's from the same director who did that movie Tangerine that was shot oh Tangerine was cool yeah so this one is uh, great Willem Dafoe is in it and he's like the only like named actor in it but it's a bunch of other real people it takes place in like kind of a slum motel near Orlando but your main protagonist is this like eight-year-old girl and it just it really like shows you like the wonder of being a kid because all they're doing in this movie is like you know breaking into abandoned apartments and like making them like this fun game and like walking through you know like these huge florida trees and like i don't know it's it's really great it's um and it's a 
nice contrast because we're staying with the kids and we're aware that there's all of this like kind of grunginess happening around them very real things that the adults in their lives are facing but it's not given like a light to sort of sink the theme of the film and it's it's a really interesting juxtaposition yeah and, yeah uh, go see it it's exactly what we're talking about <laughs> yeah no I love that um I uh, I love that all the it's not just Bart that is like this it's the entire town wants to go follow him mm-hmm. and see him doing these tricks and he does it so much that there's a point where he actually gets kind of depressed, just kind of like, ah, oh, you know. What else could I do? How do I top myself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I love how quick that sequence is. Like, he starts being the daredevil and getting, at, like, you know, all this, um, like, admiration from his peers. And then, like, within a minute, there's a sequence and he's already out of ideas. Well, I'm sure that started as a much longer thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember exactly, but almost every montage thing mm-hmm. that we ever did started as, oh, it'll be great. To do five, ten scenes in a row of this and this and this, and then we found that boring. Then it got right, done to right, four right. scenes in a row, then three scenes, then became a montage. <laughs> yeah, this, this and that, and, it, and then or three, three visual jokes, and you're done. Yeah, but I love it. I love that his attitude about it is as if he's like this visual artist that's like trying to find inspiration yeah, when really he's just jumping things. Yeah, is, he uh, needs an art form. I, I, it I, is. I, yeah, I firmly believe that being a daredevil is an art form. You have to sort of it's being a showman, and you have to top yourself and. And uh, at least fancy see outfits. Like you're risking right. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a modern day version of that is. Um, do you guys watch the TV show Nathan for You with Nathan sure. Fielder? Yes. Oh, yeah, I feel like he's kind of in that spirit. You know, not doing stunts as a daredevil, but he kind, kind of, of does trying to top himself with like these spectacles. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I could see Bart growing up to be a little bit like Nathan for You. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's very, he's very funny. He gets sometimes when when there's an emotional storyline where he wants to have a friend or we get a date that right. I feel sad for him. But otherwise, <laughs> I know. Good. But then it, within that episode, I love it when they like he's driving or something. He's like, as I was thinking about this, I was listening to my favorite royalty-free artists on this <laughs> radio station. <laughs> anyway, it gets very meta and fun. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and think about our favorite Nathan for you moments. What a great break. Uh, I had so many fun times thinking of my thoughts. Uh, So uh, I really like uh, this. Let me take one second. I totally forgot what I was saying. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, baby. All right, I really love when we go to the ward before we find out that there's going to be the gorge jump. Right, And we get to see all the different accidents. Uh, I don't know if you guys have favorite moments you'd like to share. The Three Stooges line. Oh, yeah. Killed me. Uh, it, so not we, showing the horrors of our Three Stooges board <laughs> was yeah. very funny. Good job, Jay. I won't even begin to show you the horrors of the Three Stooges board. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not positive that that's my joke. I, probably not. Take credit. But take if credit. If it's funny, it's not mine. But um, the uh, yeah, I mean, I once, I really wanted to do. I never did, which was a, uh, a short film of the Three Stooges doing what they do, but really hurting themselves. Yeah. Like, really, like, with a hammer. <laughs> take a hammer and smash somebody in the head, and then it crushes their skull. And yeah. And board, like, it would be so horrible and so yeah. horrifying. But uh, It's yeah, funny, it's, though. It It is. The Three Stooges are, were funny. Although... No, no, your joke. I oh, hate the Three joke. Stooges. I'm so, I'm a snob who's like, it's the Marx Brothers or die. And it's just like, calm <laughs> really? down. You could like both. <laughs> yeah, You yeah. could like yeah. both. I mean, I was I was forced to watch the Three Stooges and the Little Rascals and these things. So that was what's was on TV. My dad yeah. forced me. I didn't me. want to go outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had to watch what was on TV. Right. I watched a lot of really shitty TV. Uh, but so I watched every Three Stooges there was. Mm-hmm. I don't know, remember laughing a lot, but I watched them. <laughs> That's how I feel you about... Uh, appreciated like, them. Yeah, I would watch The Nanny because it was on when I got home from school. And it was like my favorite show because it's what it was the TV I was able to watch mm-hmm. because it was on. Yeah. But I don't know that I would have necessarily been like, The Nanny, like if right. I... You, you know? think people... You think Full House is huge. Oh. Is that just because it's on? Yeah. Well, there's... And the Beach Boys. <laughs> something else. What about the Beach Boys? Oh, they have the Beach Boys in it. In oh, it, so. oh, oh, I thought you, you thought you were also dissing the Beach Boys. I was like, what the fuck did you say? Bitch, please. Bitch, um, so... <laughs> with John Full Samos? House. John <laughs> Samos. Well, the thing about... Okay, so I would never got into Full House. However, Fuller House is this weird sociological experiment <laughs> that I'm just like, 
why and what and who <laughs> and how. What's crazy is there are a lot of really staring. funny, a lot of really funny writers in that show yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just it's bizarre. So yeah. I'm fascinated by it. As Fuller it's House, good. it's hugely popular. Apparently, yeah. Nickel- uh, not Nickelodeon, uh, Netflix. Says yeah. it's very popular. Right. Of course, it is. Yeah, and it and it's very meta. It's surprisingly meta. Like they look at the camera often, Ugh. dissing the Olsen twins. <laughs> it's weird. They were babies. They need to live uh, anyway. Anyway, are they on it? They also no. no. That's they the give whole them shit joke. for not being They're like, on it. where's your sister who they played? And they go, mm-hmm. we don't know. They're in LA. And they like oh. look at the camera. And they didn't sign up to be in that show. Anyway, they were a little. Anyway, who this cares? This isn't full house talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll be on the Patreon episode. Yeah, so yeah, we'll do that. Be sure to do that. Um, I love Otto in this episode. Yeah, me too. Uh, so in, they're at the gorge, and uh, you know Bart says that he's gonna jump across it, and Otto's just like, "Hey, as the only adult here, I have to say, I feel like obligated to say something." Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. Um, Otto, the bus driver, just a trivia, was fashioned after Wally Walidarski. Oh, really? Oh, God. Yes. Uh, we created Otto in season one in the first episode we ever wrote. Um, called uh, Homer's Odyssey and Homer we just created by Wally had long black hair and did dyed his hair black jet black and had really long hair and just looked like that so and <laughs> wow Howard Stern, so we just amazing described that and that Auto the bus driver. Just I just want to get that out there. Yeah. We can finally ask. He we, doesn't no longer looks like well. He doesn't look that right. Uh, we always have wondered how old Otto was supposed to be. Do you have an idea in your head? Oh yeah, I mean he's like in his late twenties. Oh we, really? Because yeah. we, you know, that makes the most sense. But he could have also been someone who was like you know in his forties. Yeah, in his forties, who like is living like a youngster. Like we couldn't Too sad. tell. No, no. Too sad. Yeah. This is a guy yeah. who's getting high still, <laughs> trying to figure out. What yeah. to do with his life? He hasn't quite. Fe- he's delayed. Yeah, he's, he's so not. specifically a counselor I had in YMCA day oh. camp. <laughs> it is like alarming. Yeah, just like yeah, cool dude who's like who couldn't be bothered to like figure the next step out, but it's like on his radar. It was written as a joke, you know. Like, what was the worst uh, a school bus experience would be to have it like a drunk, <laughs> fucked up bus driver? Yeah, and then they drove they drive past a bunch of places in Springfield. That you know, a tire fire and a bunch of other things. Yeah. <laughs> so he's part of a montage of terrible, uh, what it's like to be on a bus with horrible kids. I love some, that. Some kid next to him was sick. Yeah. Randall or somebody. I also just love his uh, relationship with Bart. I just find that to be a very tender friendship. Well, yeah. I mean, he's uh, you know, a 28-year-old being friends with a right. kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Little boy. But, uh, but that's mentally they're at the same. Right, place, right. So. Yeah, I just feel like he never judges Bart and is like always kind of you know down for Bart's whatever. Got it together boy. compared to Bart. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, The Simpsons is always filled with like cool visual references to other things. When Bart comes up dressed as you know the daredevil version of himself, there's kind of like a Lawrence of Arabia moment as he's coming up and the music kind of reflects that as well right. um, and uh, just a few other tiny lines I like when before the gorge he jumps over the animals just like a very tiny like um, uh, and let's he- give a round of applause for the little animals like it's uh, yeah. just it's just cute um, but Really quickly, you know, we have to talk about this Homer-Bart relationship. I love that, you know, Homer is just kind of begging him to just be honest and just get through to him and say just kind of like, you know, don't lie. Like, this isn't one of those times that you could just lie to me and it's okay, Mm -hmm. implying that (laughs) the other times are, which is great. Right. And... uh, But that is true. I mean, you have a relationship with your kids. I don't have this with my my son. He <laughs> never lies to me. But, uh, he's perfect. Uh, no, he's yes. He's he's part of the new generation of kids who are too coddled to lie. He doesn't need to lie. He can say whatever he wants and is applauded for. What can he lie about? You're constantly watching him. <laughs> exactly. But uh, uh, where you know my parents, you know, didn't know a lot of stuff, so it was easy to lie to them about what did you have homework? No, you know, I could mm-hmm. lie about a million things and. You know, when it was important, I guess, you know, you hope that you go to your parents and say the right, truth to them. Right. You really hope it. Uh, I've done, you know, I, I had that relationship with my parents. If it was important, i tell them the truth. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I would just, like, you keep your distance, I'll keep mine, and all, we're all cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Bart? Bart? Bart! What are you doing? Uh, nothing. You were on your way to jump the gorge, weren't you? Maybe. Look. 
I know I can't stop you. The only thing I can do is ask you to promise me you won't jump the gorge. Okay, I promise. Don't! What's the matter? You didn't mean that! Bart, this isn't one of those phony baloney promises I don't expect you to keep. If you make this promise, you have to keep it. Why? Because if you don't, I'll never believe anything you say ever again. Aw, oh, come on. I mean it, boy. Well, okay, Dad. I promise. I will not jump Springfield Gorge. That's my boy. How'd it go, Homer? You know, Marge, we got a pretty good kid there. Well, he's got a pretty good father. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, one line that made me laugh is that so when Homer comes and, and you know is about to check on Bart but he's at the gorge uh, he realizes that he's been lied to and has a baseball glove and it's just like I was going to play pickle with him <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that line <laughs> yeah it's just really sweet and I also love um, seeing Bart like skateboard in the background like from the kitchen window just like you know after they have like that talk like I think I got to him like you know immediately <laughs> done lying to his dad yeah that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's a great visual and it's really true how quickly do you go do the thing you're not supposed to do after you've been told. So <laughs> right, like, right, right. Almost immediately. It yeah. depends on your how your age. If you're three, immediately. <laughs> yeah. In their in their line of sight. When you're a little bit older, you at least have the decency to wait a minute. Sure. Well, you're smart <laughs> enough to know they'll stop you if you get too uh, too. Right, far right, right. Uh, we already talked about the ending, of course, but it's just so sweet and also so funny at the same time. It's. Truly one of my favorite episodes. If you have any moments uh, or lines or particular things that you just want to uh, mention, we'd love to hear them. Was that in the... In the that, is that the one where they're in the hospital, they end in the hospital, and it's a long laugh, a super it's, long laugh? It, it's No, it's an ending. I remember that one, though. It's basically uh, Lance and uh, Homer in there for a split second. Oh, right. and he's like, you think you're brave. Try raising my kid. And then mm -hmm. cut. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's like very hard out. I, you know, it's been 30 years, so I, 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 remember, I remember the episode very well. Right. I've not seen it in quite some time. Uh, and my, my prep for this day was driving here so, which took Good a very enough. long time Good enough. Uh, uh, but you know uh, Lance I told you my, some of my favorite lines Lance Murdoch you know uh, uh, when he raises his thumb I, I'm okay yeah. <laughs> oh it's broken um <laughs> The lion <laughs> eating him is really funny to me it's so good uh, there's a guy named Leo G Clark who is uh, the um, he's he's the official guy at the Truckasaurus mm -hmm. and he used to be my boss when I was a PA on another show a, a, a Gary Shandling show <gasps> oh, so my favorite we, show uh, so we put him in and it, we, the name stuck you know usually yeah. law, lawyers are supposed to stop you from using a real name person's name they didn't stop us so. and, <laughs> yeah. and we had them draw somebody that looked a little bit like Leo is he the guy cool. that gives the half drunk bottle of champagne domestic champagne I, I, believe else. So. I think he comes out with a with a. Oh, a I forgot that that's what they do. That's yes. really funny. Yeah, like on behalf of the Trugosaurus <laughs> right. family, we just want to say, uh, Miss Simpson, uh, you know, we're all very sorry. Here's a half drunk bottle right. of domestic right. domestic champagne. Yes. I like He's that, that uh, Marge is like touched by that. Oh, too. <laughs> yeah, I think she calls to Homer and is like, "Look what they champagne." Two good souls. Yeah, she's yeah. she's she's lovely. Yeah. She's, she's a, she's a nice lady. We yeah. talk about our love for Marge all the time. That just like, and I think as we get older, maybe that's mm -hmm. what we've discussed, like our appreciation for her just grows and grows. We just sort of see her side of life a little bit more. Well, yeah. I mean, you see the truth in the flaws of the person you love. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no more, more flawed than Homer. Yeah. Uh, and she's, she sticks with him. Who would? Who would do that? I know. Yeah. Yet, An angel. She's, she's, sees it and she loves him and that's like you know that's her dream i guess again that's a another male fantasy right that we've foisted upon the world <laughs> right right yeah. that all other sitcoms perpetuate yeah well i mean but at least she loves him sincerely the feminists won't it's different feminists won't let us do stupid mom yeah it's very it's not it won't doesn't go over. We try. Uh, so the feminist council. That yeah, pitch these it's, stories. It's hard. Well, it doesn't get through the network. Which is just Allie and I. Yeah, it's just us and other women that yeah. look like Allie and I. Uh, the, you know, they have to be tested and proved. Yeah, and something of course. Well, so they're starting. It's finally starting to change. Like um, bad moms. Bad moms. Yeah. That although that might not be like a hugely hugely successful movie. Right. 
the fact that it that it existed and starred a lot of funny people right is is a sign that I it's just, going in the right direction. I love that that the bad averse is a thing like bad Santa, bad oh, teacher, yeah. <laughs> bad moms. Like yeah. you talk about the Avengers, this my Avengers, baby. <laughs> bad judge. Just so yeah, silly. Bad, a lot of bad things. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting that what's what's allowable. And what's not allowable? Right, right. And now, I mean, the the idiot dad is the is the uh, is now also just the super hack. Like, <laughs> right, so right, right. Of, of that, you have to. Find now it's just dad. young Sheldons all around, and I can't. I just yeah. can't. Well, well, autism's funny. <laughs> it's super funny. Yeah, just check it out. Yeah. Okay, you've convinced <laughs> me. I wasn't being sincere. <laughs> well, uh, we also talk about, I mean, on the topic of Marge, like, I feel characters like her help redeem a lot of Homer's foibles. 100%. Yeah. He's he's a horrible, you know, nightmare, idiot fuck-up, mm-hmm. unless he's got the love of that woman. Yeah. Right. And if she doesn't have that, he's nothing. He's a loser. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the, truly the line between him being <laughs> a loser, horrible loser, and a guy who's who's redeemed. Mm-hmm. He's redeemed by her. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And and yeah. he somehow almost cheats on her like three times. I know. And with yet. really beautiful, talented women. <laughs> I know. Uh, Lurleen? Yeah, Lurleen and Mindy, Mindy Simmons. Oh. And then uh, someone, Lena Dunham's character in season oh, right. 25. Yeah. That well, was drawn to look like me. It I'm was. Men are men are attempted. Yeah, right. Apparently, she almost cheated on him. I know. I know. Early Jacques, on, yes. with Jacques. Exactly. But so that him. makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> he was going to take her to brunch. Exactly. You get a little side of cantaloupe, <laughs> but you get a good meal. That was a quote that my family, for some reason, latched onto my entire life. It's very <laughs> funny. It's very good. Robert uh, Brooks, the mm. only one who can steal her away. Yeah. Uh, do you have best. any uh, final thoughts on this episode? It's been such a pleasure. I'm, I'm sorry I haven't been very specific about it. I, I have f- thoughts about The Simpsons. Let's hear about. Well, we and, also don't want to keep you too long, but okay, well, we as long as you're willing to talk, we're lightning uh, round. Give us the <laughs> highlights. Me, I just think Conan is, is he great? Conan's great. Conan great. Is great. I'll, t- I'll answer any of your uh, questions. I, I, honesty is my policy. So anything you want to ask, but but uh, Conan is great and. But I, 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 The Simpsons was just one of the most wonderful experiences of my life because we wrote a show that we didn't think was going to be very successful and we kind of didn't care. Mm-hmm. Mostly we, meaning you know the the other writers, because we were just starting out in our careers. We figured what this is just how it goes. <laughs> we'll write something funny and then move on. Uh, but it turned out to be one of the biggest things we ever did. And, and really, really quickly from the jibber jab, you mentioned, uh, I believe, how your dad, uh, who is you know Arnie Kogan, who's worked on a million things like Carol Burnett Show and a bunch of amazing and stuff Mad and Mad Magazine. You know, I think you said that he said, like, why are you going to write on a cartoon show? Like, what are you thinking? This is yeah, career suicide. Yeah, it was career suicide. Absolutely. And and he was right. At the time, it probably was career suicide. Like, go, you're on an Emmy-winning sketch show. Parlay that into a live-action right. sitcom or something like that. Uh, but that writing something that you loved and that you, the people that you were with loved, that was, and it got on the air. It became very popular and successful was miraculous and fun and wonderful and a terrible life lesson yeah. because from that point on I tried to do it many many times and, not, and did not succeed right. yet <laughs> I tried to do things I just loved and some have turned out okay but never that popular ever in right, a million right, years right, right. and the Fox 20th Century Fox once did testing about the Simpsons and said well what makes it so popular is it the great writing is it the smartness <laughs> and they uh, came back with the answer the audience likes the pretty colors <laughs> And when uh, Homer hurts himself, amazing. Oh so my like, god! So the the thing, it's not, it's dumb luck about what becomes popular, right. what becomes not popular. But still, write stuff for yourself and what you think is funny, because then, the very least, you'll like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, since yeah. you can't control what's popular, you can control what you like. Yeah, and when you that's cater, great advice. Yeah, when you cater to an audience, especially an audience with specifics like that, <laughs> God, can you imagine if that was your only goal? I got to get that out in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? I would sell that in a heartbeat in a mil- millisecond if I knew what what right. to tap into what the, what to make magic. a gazillion dollars on something and I'd write <laughs> yeah, it every day. Right. And I write my novel on the side, sure <laughs> for me, but I'd still be raking in thousands, millions yeah. of dollars. That'd be great, but I just don't have. There's no right. formula for that. 
<laughs> I guess we all need a boat at some point. So yeah, scratch what I said. Just a boat, like a mega yacht. <laughs> That'd be a awesome. Disney cruise yeah. by your own. Napkins folded to look like me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh well, thank you so much. We'd love to have you back on so we get to know even more. Anytime. If you ever want and next to. time I'll oh, watch fantastic. the show that we're talking about. Yes. I'll know more about it. But a I mean, different show though. We'll watch an episode of Family Guy. That's oh, we fine can, too. Let's start. Well, I like Family Guy. <laughs> have you done Matt Myra's Fraser podcast? I'm sure he. I've not done any. Frasier podcast. Uh, to, this is my the only podcast I've ever done for a, uh, a sitcom or mm-hmm. so a TV show. Mostly, it's just my other friends who have podcasts. Like, will you do my podcast? Right? And I go, yeah, okay. Because everyone does. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, will you guys do my podcast? Yeah, okay, I'm busy. I'm okay. busy that weekend. Oh, oh. Uh, 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 yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, do you have anything to plug or any uh, social media or anything? Um, I'm working on a show called School of Rock, which is basically yeah. a movie School of Rock. Uh, so but if you kids. like School of Rock, yeah. uh, come watch our show. It's for kids, yeah. If you're not twelve between 12 and 5, then fuck you. <laughs> we don't want you. But if you're between 12 and 5 and have a Nielsen box in your house, yeah. we'd love you yeah. to watch our show. Uh, but no, it's it's good enough for adults to watch if you're high. Yeah, so just, if you're an come, auto, then you'll high, love yeah, this. You can watch a kid's show if you're high. It's, it's, not, it's not bad for that. Is that Nickelodeon? It's on Nickelodeon, cool. yeah. And also, I'm, I'm working on another show. I'm doing a pilot for uh, IFC called Douchebag Robot, which I think was going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I love fun. that. That sounds great. That's, what yeah, a great not title. Not for kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kids. Well, thank you so much. No, thank you. And Allie, where can people find you? Oh, my I goodness. scooped you. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> you can find me at Allie Gerson all the things. Julia, where can people find you? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, you can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. And thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers for your continued support. We have more episodes coming your way. And if you would like to become a subscriber, go to patreon.com slash SimpsonsPod. Follow us at SimpsonsPod on Twitter, Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Anything I'm missing? Nope. Smell you later. All right. Bye. Bye.